The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And, and we're, we're the, the good, good guys. guys. There's a lot of guys out there. And we're the good ones. Ben, something's really been on my mind. Tell me. Is the phrase, no way, Jose, cultural appropriation? Yes, but... <laughs> Yes, it is. It is. Should we wow. be saying like "No way, Ray"? Like, wow, what's, what's acceptable no. for white guys to say? What does it mean, though? Like, <laughs> was somebody telling a guy named Jose no so often that it just became like "No way, Jose"? <laughs> I think it just rhymes. You're right. God, we're one of them. We're the worst. <sighs> I There's can't believe this. It. There's nothing wrong with it. Is there? <laughs> I, I hey, we'll find out. What about what about the term gypped? We talked about this. I didn't know that it stands for gypsy. So yeah, we really shouldn't say that. I told you a better, more acceptable phrase would be like Jew down. Oh yeah, we did talk about this. <laughs> we we did talk about this. But then I watched. Oh, what is his name? Great comic, bald, Tom Segura. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you got it. Through my very very. Terrible description. He talks about the word gypped and then goes into the fact that gypped is totally fine because gypsies steal. And that's how we get canceled. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I made a movie in Romania, in Bucharest, Romania. And I won't say that it's gypsies, but I will say that people warned me in mass before I went to go do the movie that there are certain you might have some bad experiences there with people pickpocketing. Just people. Mm. Not a specific hmm. people, just people. And uh, I didn't experience that once. I mean, granted, I wound up like literally it was freezing out. So I wore like five layers and I would keep my wallet like literally on my inside pocket buried under three layers of fleece. But I just found <laughs> Romania to be lovely and the people to be outstanding. Did you go on the Game of Thrones tour? No, that exists. Yeah. So apparently like a lot of amazing sites for some of this, one of the seven kingdoms is in Romania. And so you can take a Game of Thrones tour and see just the, the wonderful spots that exist in the show. But if you didn't do it, are you a Game of Thrones guy? Not at all. I've never seen an app. Wow. Yeah. And I'm, wow. I'm trying to die having never seen an app. So it's so interesting because you make fun of me having never seen iconic movies, but have you seen iconic shows? Have you seen Breaking Bad? Yes. Love it. Seen every app. Okay, so you'd love Game of Thrones. Like, it's really well done. It's a fantastic show. I don't like fake. <laughs> what's what's fake about dragons? And I, I like real people shit. People speaking like, perfect English in, in a mythical land. I like chemistry teachers who are dying who start a massive crystal meth empire. Me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> it's funny. Now that I'm thinking about all of like the, I, I guess why would the characters in Game of Thrones have subtitles? What are they going to make up a language? But they are speaking perfect English, and this does take place in, it's definitely not America. And and people would talk about how provocative it was in the in the love scenes, but have we ever talked about this? Like, I don't want story in my porn, and I don't want porn in my story. Like, you know, yeah. I want to get right down to it, or I want to, you know, escape in a great piece of art. I don't, I don't need both. Yeah. Game of Thrones does a really nice job of introducing hardcore porn. <laughs> right. into into the storyline. And so you temporarily feel like maybe you've escaped the storyline, but then you look to the left and you're sitting next to your wife watching it and 
you're you're not alone and you're not on a, a website browsing and you, you're just watching HBO. You don't so. just have one hand up with your phone turned horizontal. I didn't know where you were going with this. I was like, you didn't just hile to the screen. Like a, <laughs> That's what really turns like, cool, me on. Cool it, Hitler. <laughs> is imagining I'm part of the Third Reich. By the way, that's a great name for this episode. Cool it, Hitler. Cool it, Hitler. Clip it. <laughs> now that's good. I can already see that getting flagged on YouTube. I can't wait. Uh, do you think that if I had drank elements before I played basketball that time that I threw up, I wouldn't have thrown up? I don't know. I think you're, I don't know. Here's the thing. Last time you played basketball, you told me that you literally ingested an entire steakhouse dinner with apps and dessert. So I can't trust you. That was, that was a time in, in Los Angeles. That was very unfortunate. I've told that story. Yeah. I mean, but you can catch the people up. Not everyone heard it. That was early days. This was probably, I don't know, a couple of months ago. I'm in a cool actor's run in LA when I go down Wednesday nights, you know, we pop into a local high school and I had a large steak dinner before stomach was full. And like, you want to take a shit after that, oh. before you play basketball, because you know that otherwise it could interrupt you. So brainiac over here said the best way to make sure that you shit is to drink a cup of black coffee. Speaking so of I shit, this episode is brought to you by the probiotic seed. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait. We'll wait on that. It's too soon. Sorry. Go for it. <laughs> so full steak dinner, cup of black coffee. Unfortunately, I just didn't get it out in time. Yeah. The run starts. We're running. We're shooting. We're playing. Stomach drops. <laughs> bathroom inside of the gym closed. I have to go to this outhouse by the outdoor courts where the bathroom door doesn't lock. People are walking in and out hearing just explosive diarrhea. I'm so sorry, mom. Oh my and, God. and it was like, a t it was, it was so humbling. Like I can't, I can't even tell you how humbling the experience was to be having diarrhea outside of this, of this basketball run. So I don't know. Is it the foods I'm eating? Is it the basketball? I'm going to blame the sport overall. I think basketball brings out the worst in me. It's incredibly possible. And I know how you feel. I'm getting to the point now, and I know no one wants to hear about this stuff, but where <laughs> I, I don't want to, if I'm outside the house and I need to make, make caca, I feel like once that's done, I want to go home and shower. And, and I could be mm. squeaky clean back there. I just, there's a part of me that goes, the day needs to be reset. You're a disgusting monster and you have no business walking the streets knowing you just did what you did. It's, it's the toilet paper. It's that when you're in that public setting, the toilet paper is so thin. It's paper, it's paper thin. It's crazy. And, and you just, it's just not, it's just not conducive for the level of, of shit that's going on. Did we speak about this? I think last episode, just the conversation surrounding wipes. If even if we, we did. did, I'm going to talk about it again. Cause it's just, if there were wipes in that bathroom, you wouldn't feel that way. That's right. Right. But you know that you just have duty on your leg and we're going to have to put a disclaimer on this episode because if you have issues hearing about us, talk about shit, we're talking about it very graphically. We are. But if you have duty, if you have duty on your leg after you left a Starbucks, because they have the paper thin, it's a problem. It's a problem, but wipes would, would help that. We all know 
that we all know that I'm a master. Okay. And the other day, like I hosted a brunch at my house and I'm still getting compliments about it. I don't mean to, I don't mean to brag. And I was including some of these recipes, some of these techniques that I learned from Gordon Ramsay on Masterclass. Yes. Look, Masterclass, I'm sure you've seen the ad somewhere on the internet or it almost sounded too good to be true for me because you have these titans, right? Like Gordon Ramsay in the food world. Or for me, I took Aaron Sorkin's class for screenplay writing or David Mamet, you know, like the 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 great master of, of dramatic writing. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell, one of my favorite authors when I was writing my book, or even Chris Voss, who was an FBI negotiator, who not only gives you these insane stories from his career, but then also teaches you tactics in which to, you know, help you in business negotiations. There's there's really nothing that Masterclass doesn't cover. And they have other people like, you know, Steve Martin or Esther Perel, you know? You know, I know you know Esther Perel. You know, she'd be helping with the relationships. She'd be helping with that intimacy. Mariah Carey, if you're into music, look, you will basically get these practical takeaways so you can apply to your life and your work. If you run a business, whatever your passion is and and what's great is like you can gain all these things in these little 10 minute bites, either on your phone or computer. I watch mine on the computer, but if I was in a bind, I would easily throw it up on my phone if I had some time to kill and I wanted to sort of to key in to my favorite masterclass. So you can get unlimited access to every class. And right now, as a Good Guys listener, you can get 15% off when you go to masterclass.com slash goodguys. That's masterclass.com slash goodguys for 15% off an annual membership. Masterclass.com slash goodguys. Why is hair thinning a weird topic? We're all going through it, men and women. I hate to break it to y'all, but if you actually look at the facts, like I'm talking about real facts, it's something that plagues everyone. It's not just a dude thing. And the most important part is it's this weird taboo thing that we feel all this pressure to talk about. We're insecure. Listen, aren't we hard enough on ourselves? Why does something like hair thinning have to be something uncomfortable? Look, it's something that we can really finally tackle with something like Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve hair growth, visible thickness, strength, and it's physician formulated, science backed. None of this hooey, none of these, you know, claims. This is real science backed. Look, Thinning hair, though, is different for men and women, and Nutrafol has multiple unique formulas to provide exactly what your body and hair needs to grow based on your biology, your age, other lifestyle factors. And maybe you're like me, where Nutrafol for me is sort of like prophylactic, right? I've thankfully always had a fairly good, you know, head of hair, some nice lettuce up there. But I know that as I get older, I could face some issues. And so I'm so happy to know I'm doing everything I can to sort of combat that. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping. When you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code Good guys. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N U T 
N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code GOODGUYS. That's Nutrafol.com. Here's the important part, promo code GOODGUYS. I'm Cameron Esposito, and I have a lot of jobs. I'm an actor. You've seen me on ABC's A Million Little Things. I'm a stand-up comic, best-selling author, but I am no expert at survival. On my new podcast, Survivor Die Trying, we're going to learn together. From shark attacks to tsunamis and bad breakups, this is your one-stop shop to prepare for the absolute worst-case scenario. Join me and some special guests on Survivor Die Trying, a comedy podcast that prepares you for anything. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. I don't mean to change topics, <laughs> but I had a couple of observations recently. I just want you to tell me what you think of them because I see a lot of things on my walks and we know I walk. Please. I saw a sign that says, climbed Everest blind. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> where Where did you see, what, what do you mean you saw a sign that said climbed Everest blind? It was one of these inspirational, <laughs> this person, incredible, obviously, climbed Everest blind. But what I think it what what there really should be is attainable billboards. Like Rick called his mother back today. It's about the small wins. Like, you know, I agree. I agree. Dana didn't park her SUV in a compact parking spot today. Good for you, Dana. You know, I just have to say back to the I climbed Mount Everest blind. Did you? How do you know? Right. If you were truly blind, how do you know you were even there? Maybe they got some friends with a wind machine and and a yep. snowblower. Yep. Yep. How do you know? How would you know? That's I'm calling evil. BS. We're I'm calling BS. the blind. That's going to get us. <laughs> I can is hear the it, call from Dear Media now. <laughs> is it evil or is it nice? Why not let them experience the highest of highs? Yeah. Right? Is it is it evil? Is it evil to lie to a blind person about them climbing Mount Everest? It sounds incredibly dangerous. It's Yeah, it's dangerous for anyone. It's particularly dangerous, blind. All right, it's a terrible billboard, though. Terrible. Okay, this is something else I noticed. I saw a car the other day, and around the license plate, it said Cornell Alumni. Cornell, wonderful New York State Ivy League school. And then it said, had a bumper sticker that said, my son went to San Diego State. Do you think this mm. parent's embarrassed? <laughs> mm. I, right? Yes, yes. It doesn't, it's, it's interesting. They probably felt so much pressure to put the San Diego State bumper sticker on as well, <laughs> just to not show favoritism to the Cornell son or daughter. Right. That said, what are you nuts? Give me a break. Give me a break. You're not proud. You're not proud. If you had the, if one child had the capability to get into Cornell and the other goes to San Diego State, unless, of course, you know, by the way, maybe they're an athlete. Who knows? No, the, maybe the father went maybe to Cornell or the mother. Oh, 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 true. That's, yeah. yeah, they're the alumni. Wow, wow. Even with legacy, that dumbass couldn't get in. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think with legacy, you and Claudia's child will go to the yeshiva? Of course. <laughs> what if your child becomes the dentist you always thought you would be? I, I would be so, so proud. 
I actually think about this all the time. I'm just so excited to see what they do. Like, like, what do they want to do? Who knows? Like, Max, like, did, would you let him be an actor? You'd let him do whatever he wanted, I would assume. But, like... I wouldn't let him be an so, actor professionally, but I would support him doing it for fun. He did... He was asked for a school project what he wanted to be, and he said a fireman, which I love hmm. that idea only because I loved telling my Jewish mother that her half-Jewish grandson wants to be a fireman <laughs> because my mother's response was... Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it is nuts. And it's so funny that, like, I remember, I think I wanted to be a fireman too. And an astronaut. You have all these weird dreams. Right. I would rather die than be either of those things. I'm just letting you know. Astronaut, I could not want to be anything less. You have two options. Astro Actually, I'm sorry. Toll booth operator. I don't want to be a toll booth operator. That seems like a very sad job. Yes. But I think I'd rather be a garbage man. Seriously. A garbage man than an astronaut. Yeah, for sure. I would rather make six figures with great health care, work on the mean streets of NYC. Yeah. Gathering garbage than I would being gone for six to nine months or whatever, going to explore whatever and always thinking that I'm going to die. Plus, as a New York City sanitation worker, you can extort the people that you whose trash you pick up. <laughs> and you could be like, listen, you want an extra bin? Make sure I get an extra hundred bucks each month. You know what I mean? You can be like, listen, you're going to have a party at your house. You know, you're going to have some, I'll take it off your hands. No problem. Cause that's, those are house problems. You don't have house problems. You put your stuff down the incinerator. You never see it again, but you know that if you're going to have a party or something, that bin is going to get filled up quick. And if it's early on in the week, you're going to have overages and you have to be very careful on that once a week when you put your bins out, cause you don't want to have it where the lids kind of literally half off because it's packed up so tight with Amazon boxes and riffraff and whatnot, your neighbors can be very judgy. I'd much rather the exploitation by the sanitation team yeah. than the rats because in buildings you could get a rat. Very scary. Thankfully, I don't have any right now in my apartment, but in the past I've gotten a rat and in your apartment, oh I think it was a mouse. I, I haven't got, I haven't had a rat in the apartment, but I, you've had rats outside. Rats are everywhere. They're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You've heard of the king rat? Yeah, it's like the size of a small Volkswagen. Huge, the king rat. Huge. But they also say that there are eight to one rats to people in Manhattan. But didn't Eric Adams like assign a rat czar? He did. I never heard about. I never heard about it again. I think he assigned a rat czar, but. The rats ate him. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone. Well, <laughs> he's currently riding the king rat. He became one of them. <laughs> the rats just have them like they're holding him up, <laughs> bringing him down to the sewers Ninja Turtle style. Um, oh, I have to tell you. So I went to this lovely wedding from my wife's, one of her best friends in, in San Luis Obispo, which is like wine country, central coast of California this weekend. And it was a lovely time. And, and shout out, Ani, congratulations. And I just, I have figured out a new game at weddings, and it's a game you can play with yourself, which are the best games. And <laughs> it is so fun. And the game is called Which Girl Got a Spray Tan? Allow me to explain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, spray tan technology has really grown leaps and bounds with the advent of the airbrush and, you know, portable 
portable spray tanning. I mean, literally, we're living in the greatest spray tan age ever. Some might call it, call it the golden era. That being said, the spray tan has not quite conquered the foot yet. We have not quite figured out how to make it so that you can make the foot tan and not completely weird and smudgy and look like it was painted by a five-year-old. So I would walk into these events for the wedding and I would see these beautiful women and they're in their dresses and gowns and they're a perfect golden hue. And then I look down to those feet and I go, <laughs> Diane, you got some splaining to do. <laughs> I just, it was a mess. It was such a mess. And literally like these perfectly put together people. And I'm like, are, are we all just going to agree that this isn't ridiculous? Look at these feet. Like, and they can't wear closed toed shoes. God forbid, you know, it's part of the look, but it's very funny. You ever do that? She might kill me, but I, uh, no, not, not Claudia, <laughs> but one of the sisters, I, no, Your so sister? our friend, I don't know. I don't know if you know our friend Taylor Strecker, but she, Taylor Strecker is a dear friend and she actually brought up, she's like, I want to make a product called tan toes. And I'm able to say this because she's never going to launch it. This is like, come on, she's not going to launch it. Yeah. That said, if she did want to launch it, now somebody already stole her idea and it's gone. But she wanted to launch tan toes for this exact problem, that whenever women get spray tans, their feet, it doesn't hit the feet. It doesn't hit the feet. It doesn't hit the hands. It, it's just it, it's just a mess. Tan toes. So shout out Taylor Strecker. Clearly, this idea has legs, and now it's been stolen by a listener. This idea has feet. This idea has feet. This idea has feet. But yeah, uh, spray tans. Interesting. I much prefer them over what we used to do, which was just sit in a cooker. The beach tanning bum. Yes. It's far better to get sprayed with paint than it is to get sprayed with cancer. So Not good. But God, we all look so good with a tan. We do. We do. We do. So much better. I don't know if you can tell I'm... I'm pretty golden right now. Oh, I can. Like I'm a, I'm, I'm a good level of tan, and it really just confidence through the roof. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast, and more importantly, supporting our advertisers. Because when you do and you use promo code Good Guys, it allows us to continue giving you this pod for free. So Ben and I love you. We thank you, and there is no. There is no better advertiser. There's no more natural ad read than for my favorite water, Liquid Death. Look, you are probably noticed that there's like these strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. Well, it's not beer. It's actually a healthy beverage called Liquid Death. Now, you might have seen them at concerts or bars or wherever. Recently, I went to go, I was at the pharmacy and I was grabbing something, you know, one of my many medications I take because I'm, I'm doing well. And, uh, and then I bring up my two liquid death and, and the pharmacist goes, uh, you have ID on you? And I'm like, first of all, thank you. Secondly, it's water. Anyway, look. Why is it called liquid death? Well, because their tall boys brutally murder your thirst, but they are also recyclable cans, right? Helping bring death to plastic bottles. We've all seen the flipping islands in the middle of the Pacific of plastic, and it, it, it you should feel guilty. And if you're chugging from a plastic water bottle right now, we love you. Don't be too hard on yourself, but try to cut it out. 
Because who needs it? And Liquid Death is delish. It's in those beautiful tall boy cans. You're going to love it. Look, crack open a tea maybe. They got teas. They got the delicious lime flavor that my son loves. Their sparkling waters are great. Look, Liquid Death is a win no matter what. And you can find Liquid Death's healthy beverages on Amazon or at a retailer near you. And Good Guys listeners get 20% off their first Liquid Death apparel purchase available exclusively at liquiddeath.com slash good guys. Exclusions may apply. That's liquiddeath.com slash good guys. You know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with habit stacking, but it's this idea that you can like build a major habit by thinking small enough to get started. You know, books like Atomic Habits, and they talk about that it's literally like the smallest bit of taking a positive action can really grow into something quite prolific. And and if you keep a glass of water and your DS01 daily symbiotic from seed on your bedside table, and remember to take your symbiotic first thing every day, all of a sudden you're going to start this incredible habit. Because I know, like me, like most people, you've probably been thinking about probiotics because you know it's good. They've been around long enough. There's been enough positive sort of talk where you're like, okay, this this jives with me. But every time I go to a health food store or I go to my local grocery store, I'm totally intimidated by the selection and which to pick and what's going to be best for me. But that's why I love Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic because it's a plant-based prebiotic and probiotic with 24 strain that's been clinically or scientifically studied for its benefits, right? And it's it's free from 14 classes of allergens. It doesn't have, you know, sugar. It's sugar-free. It's, it's vegan. It's gluten-free. It basically fits into whatever sort of lifestyle you're living. There's no preservatives Prop 65 compliant, which if you live in California especially, but in general, like these are the subtle things that are so important that seed really keeps in mind and, and for me means so much. And for me, their DSO-1 symbiotic, it helps with digestive health skin health. It just feels like this really proactive thing that's easy for me. I pop it in the morning, boom, take a sip of water, pop it before I go to bed. And suddenly I feel really good about, you know, what I'm doing for my body. So you can start a new healthy habit today by visiting seed.com slash good guys and use code good guys to redeem 30% off your first month of seeds DSO one daily symbiotic. That's seed.com slash good guys and use code good guys. Should we uh, listen to a speak pipe? I would love to. Okay. I would love to. This one is from Anonymous. <laughs> and while this is loading, feel free to send us your questions on our speak pipe link. You can find it in the YouTube description. Feel free to ask for advice, give us questions, but mostly advice. That's what we like. We're only going to give advice. Why isn't this loading? I'm telling you, I have bad speak pipe luck. Okay, here we go. Hi, Josh and Ben. I am calling from California with a little bit of a situation. My husband and I have two kids, a five-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old, and we decided to stick to two kids. When I was pregnant with our last one, we were very confident. Two kids will be good to go. That being said, now that my youngest is growing, I've decided that I want a third baby. He has not changed on his side of the decision, though, and we're kind of butting heads on the subject. I'm wondering, from your perspective, what you think I should do, what you think we should 
do to decide how to handle this. And if you have any advice, that would be great. I actually submitted the same thing to the toasters in hopes of getting both a male and female perspective. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Excellent. Well, as I feel often with speak pipes, I feel we're lacking necessary information. So such true. As so true. The, uh, like if I'm going to give real advice, I need to understand your finances. That's Can right. you afford the third kid? That's right. Right? That would be my first question. If you can, it's your body. You make it. He is a little bit irrelevant in this situation, in my opinion. If a mother wants a child, the mother should have a child. Perhaps I'll feel differently when I have my own children. But as of right now, I originally thought that I wanted two kids. Claudia is one of four. I think we'll settle on three. But if she wants four, she's doing all the heavy lifting, literally. So I personally, I think it should be the woman's choice there. That said, if you are trying to make a very financially sound bad decision, like if you can't afford children, I'm of the opinion that you just shouldn't. It, it, it's just it's just not good. It's not good for anyone to do that. So uh, without knowing that situation, I would say that it's your choice. Josh, I think that's great advice. I think I think you said it perfectly right from jump that if you can afford a third kid, I don't see you ever regretting it. You'll never regret having had a third kid. It's just not possible. But there will always there's always the potential for regret if you don't. And to make this about me, because it's funny, I did think about this the other day. And you know me, like I'm Captain Dad. Like I, I just love it. And not every guy is that way where they're really into it. But I, like I'm there. Donuts with Dad for Father's Day. Every event, everything, I want to be there. And it kills me when I have to go away to work. But I do love working, and I, I have been working at this thing since I was 10 years old. And there was a thought, because I, I would like to have a third, and my wife and I, we, we discuss it. I did kind of think, like, would I have to give up some of my career ambition to feel completely present and the kind of dad I'd want to be with a third? Because I think it would just require that much more attention, and I, I would have to take it from somewhere else, my time and attention. Right now, with two, I feel like I kind of have the perfect balance. Maybe you just figured it figure it out once you have the third, but that definitely was a consideration for me. But I worry, I fear that I would regret it if, in time, we didn't do it. But I'm also not against like being having that like whoopsie kid with a you know having a nine year old and a six year old, and suddenly I'm forty and we go, oh, we're doing it one more time. I'm sure my wife would be like, really. <laughs> <laughs> and she'd be like, homie, we're popping one more out and then I'm getting my boobs done. Like, I get that too. But uh, yeah, I don't know. She, but shout out my wife's boobs. They're incredible. It was, this feels very wrong, <laughs> what I just said. Uh, no, I think it was right. I think it was right. I don't know what she'll be more pissed at, though. The voice. <laughs> <laughs> or the rest of it. That said, I agree. You won't regret having that third kid if you can do it. I do think that there is a limit, though. And again, I don't have eight kids, so I can only judge by the movie Cheaper by the Dozen. But in that 12-kid movie, there's one that always gets neglected, if not more. So I'm just saying, there's you're never going to regret having the third, but I think you might regret having the tenth. So take it easy. Should we do another speak pipe? Yeah, we should. Okay, and this one is from a young man named Johnny D. 
It's 2023. The world got weird. It's getting a little bit weirder. COVID happened. Elon Musk is going to fight Mark Zuckerberg. There's a lot of stuff going on. What I want to know, where do women still stand on chivalry? Where does the 2023 woman stand on that currently? Is it a thing still? Are we doing that? Is that good? Opening doors, pulling out chairs, maybe wearing a suit on a nice date, holding the door. I think I already said that. What's our current stance on that? Is that accepted? Do they like that? Do they want that? Are we doing right by doing that as the modern man? That's what I want to know. In full disclosure, I think that question was for our very special guest, upcoming guest, Miranda Cosgrove, who we recorded last week, but it's coming out in another week or two. But she's not here. But I thought it was a good question. So, Ben? It is a lovely question. Chivalry, not dead. Unless the woman that you're with doesn't like a chivalrous man. It's a total possibility. It's all about the partner. Is your is your woman looking for you to be chivalrous? Mine, personally, is yes. Claudia is a big fan of chivalry. I'm a big fan of chivalry. I think it's also on the guy. I I prefer to be that type of person, right? Uh, that said, you brought up an interesting point, sir, uh, about what you wear in terms of, did he, he, did he say a suit? Like, I think that chivalry doesn't necessarily have a dress code. Right. Like, you can still open the door while not being in a tuxedo. So that part, I don't know. But certainly, take your woman to a nice dinner. Open the door for her. Mm. Let her, you slide in instead of making her slide into the Uber. Be chivalrous. Yes. That's my opinion, Josh. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think like people have confused these like bullshit Jordan Peterson like views of masculinity as like, the, you know, these are the things we're all a bunch of beta cucks. Like being being courteous and being chivalrous and opening that door and allowing people to eat before you eat and making sure everyone's okay. Like that's true alpha shit is like quietly leading and worrying about the pact and being of service to the group. And whether that's your wife or your girlfriend or whomever, or just like a stranger on the street, someone who can't repay you except that, you know, you did the right thing. That's what being a, a man in quotes is all about to me. Couldn't agree more. There's nothing manly about being a dickhead. So I know it's not. I'm with you. It's not Andrew Tate smoking a cigar inside. Who do you think you are? No, that is like the definition of a pussy. <laughs> yes. Like, come on, come on, come on. Agreed. Being a man is holding the door. It doesn't mean that you have to lose. Like it's this, it's funny. Like, it's interesting that you brought this up. The idea that you lose all of your self-worth because you take care of other people is so stupid. Yes. Like you can still, you can still prioritize yourself, your health, your life and others. No. Look, every, every professional fighter I've ever known. And I know you're thinking, Josh, what are you talking about? How do you know professional <laughs> fighters? But mm -hmm. I do know a couple cause I've trained boxing and, and sort of kickboxing for a long time. They are pussycats. They are the greatest people because they know that they could break you like this. There's no posturing. There's no performative masculinity because they're like, if this comes to blows, you're done. So I have nothing to project other than like, hey, let's have a nice time. What do you, where are you from? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Real men. Real men. 
So here's the thing about me and Pillsbury. I've been crushing Pillsbury products since I was eight years old. So this partnership we're doing, having them as an advertiser on the podcast just feels so beautifully full circle that eight-year-old Josh is like giving me a standing ovation now. And I just want to thank him for that. And like when you think Pillsbury, what do you think? You think of those crescent rolls, baby. You think about those crescent rolls that when they get, when you bake those up, you're popping two, three. I mean, they're just, they're so delish. They're so consistent. But here's the best part. You can now incorporate them into your weeknight recipes. And it's as easy as fill, roll, bake, right? And it's super easy. You're going to have dinner prep done in 30 minutes or less. I know you had a hard day of work and, and you deserve to just chill out and know something delicious is baking. That's why I like to do it. And I even like to roll up my favorite ingredients into it, like, um, pepperoni pizza crescent roll my son ay vey the kid he loves pepperonis it's a whole other conversation but maybe you're into chicken bacon ranch crescent rolls ham and cheese crescent rolls my wife can even do you know she's a vegan so she can do a little spinach and uh, artichoke and like a uh, cream cheese alternative all of a sudden she's doing vegan spinach artichoke dip in the crescent roll are you kidding me right now listen we know it's going to be delish. We know that during a weeknight, there's a lot of pressure and stress. And this is a beautiful way to get things done. And the picky eaters around you, they're going to be pleased too. Look, I've been doing it for a while now and I couldn't be happier. And you can find more weeknight dinner recipes at Pillsbury.com. Do you think about what would happen if, God forbid, someone disrespected your wife or the the Ashri sisters, one night you're out at, I don't know, Carbone, and you really have to flip a table and go to blows. What move are you going to? Are you doing some Israeli Krav Maga? What are, what are we thinking, Ben? Oh, it's so tough. It's so I tough. I worry about am it. I, am, am I drunk? You've had a couple pops, two to three. Yeah, look, look, if I am the first person to go up to somebody and confront them, certainly. I am not a good physical. I, I've never been presented with a situation where I needed to be physical. That's the God honest mm. truth. Maybe it's just the way that I lead my life when I'm walking down the street or when I was walking down the street when I was younger and I thought, you know, maybe I'm going to get mugged. I would run straight into that store. You remember there, 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 there were those areas called safe havens. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where these stores participated in protecting you? No, you don't know. What I'm I think safe about? haven well, is to drop off a baby you don't want to keep. In interesting. Well, perhaps it was both. <laughs> you, you were just the, the 15 year old <laughs> Jewish baby. <laughs> ben perhaps in. it oh, was wow. both. <laughs> Help! I'm perhaps scared. <laughs> But I avoid confrontation at all costs. I think I've told you about my trick. If I feel uncomfortable on the street, I take a fake phone call. Half the time that you see me on the street, my phone call is not real. I just don't feel safe in these mean streets of the city. So I'm pretending to be on the phone so I can just say, call 911. Yeah. You know? That's good. You know, I love a, I, I love a fake phone call. But so physical altercations. Look, if I need to, I'm going to ride to the rise to the occasion. I'm going to beat somebody up. Yeah. Have I done it to date? No. Have I yelled at someone? Certainly. I'm very, very good at with, with using my voice. Have you gotten into a fist fight? No, I've been in a shoving match. I've broken up some fights, but I've never 
and I, and not to give myself much credit, I mean, I do think like just being somewhat of a public figure, people aren't dying to beat me up. But that being said, I I just get very quiet, and I just like I don't have much knowledge, but I just feel like me presenting that guy like again, I just don't know any dangerous people who are like, "Let's go, dog." What'd you say? Like all that performing, <laughs> like clapping and picking up of the waistband and like this. I'm just like, I don't know. Dangerous people. I, I, I don't think they operate that way. I don't even make eye contact anymore. Like if I see someone on the street that I think could pose even a minor threat to me, I don't make eye contact. None. Nothing. <laughs> ben just walks Nothing. down the street like this. With on the phone. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> Who called me? <laughs> it's, oh my God. But for anybody that does, like I I say this to my mom all the time. My mom will come home with the, another crazy story about somebody that spoke to her on the street or an argument she got into parking her car. And I said, stop making eye contact with people and they will stop thinking that they have the right to speak to you right but the second you engage in that eye contact with the crackhead on the corner oh it's game over baby it's game over they think that you want to talk mumbo jumbo and then it's game over but if you don't make eye contact in the first place it's like you never saw him that's a good point Word for the wise word to the wise don't make eye contact don't do it I, you know, don't do I think we'd be remiss to wait another week to not address, and I heard your beautiful wife address this the other day, this wild sort of new Jonah Hill revelation. Should we talk about this a little bit? Yes. Yes, we should. Okay. So what do we want to talk about and how do we want to talk about it? It's an excellent question. I thought you were more well-versed on the story and I was going to take your lead. I can. Cool. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so basically Jonah Hill recently, this girl that he dated, uh, okay, I don't know anything about this, but here's- <laughs> Neither do I. I thought you knew. I thought you knew. I, okay, let's talk about Britney Spears. I do want to- But we're leaving that, but we're leaving that in. Yes. No, no, no. But it's I, hilarious. I do want to talk about the Jonah Hill of it all, but I, I did have a, I had a freaking. here we go, here we go. Okay, here we go. Page six. Jonah Hill's ex, Sarah Brady, he basically like <laughs> gave her a list of do's and don'ts, things that he was okay with and not okay with, and the boundaries that he set. And it was, I thought Jackie and your wife had an awesome take on it, which was just like, it's not like some huge offense what he did, because it just sounded like overly therapized talk and extremely demanding and controlling of someone that you're with of like, this is unacceptable to me and these are my boundaries and if you cannot meet them, then we cannot be together. And it just didn't feel kind. <laughs> um, it was interesting and he's certainly getting dragged right now and I don't want to jump on some train of dragging him, but it's interesting. Do you, have you, did you read these lists? Did you see the texts? What do you think? I didn't see the texts. I didn't see them. So I'm so behind on this story. That said, I do know that or I do agree with what you said. Like it doesn't, I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with somebody that came to me with a booklet of here are the things that I don't want to see out of you. Go fuck yourself. Like I'm, 
I'm out. I'm out. Well, then I think we should not walk away from this subject and find that list, babe, because I want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> okay, so the list, the, the list is worth talking about. And uh, so it's a list of it's a list of the demands. Yes, a list of demands. So to recap, she published a list of demands that Jonah Hill came to her with in their relationship. That's right. And that is what we are crucifying him for. Well, there were other texts. Obviously, there are other things being revealed, but this is this is getting kind of the most attention. Got it. He okay. wrote, plain and simple, semicolon. Don't see a lot of semicolons. Actually, it's just colon. I take that back. Fake news. <laughs> if you need, colon. <laughs> Surfing with men. Boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men. To model. To post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit. To post sexual pictures. Friendships with women who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful. I am not the right partner for you. If these things bring you to a place of happiness, I support it. And there will be no hard feelings. These are my boundaries for romantic partnership. My boundaries with you based on the ways these actions have hurt our trust. Wow. And it should be said. What are you nuts? Yeah. Is that our what are you nuts? It should be said. She's also a professional surfer. Just saying. That's a what are you nuts? I have another what are you nuts, but this is a what are you nuts? Yeah. I mean, holy smokes. I, I just. Would you think it was done in person or this was confirmed done over text? Also, It was a text. Wow. That's just rough. That's rough. Very bizarre. Very, very bizarre. I don't like it at all. I don't either. But when the dust settles in a year, Joan, I'd love to work with you, and you've only been great to me. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we, we're allowed to talk about it. We, we talk about things. That's it. I, I mean, is it not clear? I love Jonah Hill. Love him. Super bad. Fantastic. Yeah, I think these are just like, she's a surfer. Like, part of her business is being in swimwear. So I think these were just unrealistic expectations. And, and I also think you just have to, as you know, Ben, like... When you're in a long-term relationship and you eventually get married, we all want to believe that we are going to approach our relationships one way and then you are with the person and you have to live in the world that is instead of the world you think you deserve. Also about it's also about just not getting not getting offended. Mm. Like like don't take everything to be a personal attack on you. Because somebody does something, it doesn't mean they're doing it at you. They're not doing it to hurt you. Like our 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 minds, like our minds create these fictitious scenarios that are so much more damaging than reality. Not to get so deep, mm. but we take what could have been something so small and so innocent, and our mind manipulates it into this huge, terrible, like they're doing this to hurt me when it's not all about you, right? Like, it's not like how I honestly think like it's so self-centered when people get offended by things that other people do when it's, they're not doing it to them. Do you know what I'm saying? It's so true. It's not about them. It's like, I, I don't know. Back to what you were saying, like her, her being a surfer. She was a surfer before she met him. Her wearing bathing suits. It's not about him. You're smiling. Have I gone off too deep? No, I, I, I'm smiling because I just realized that I've been reading ads during this episode that are for the Max episode next week. 
Well, the good news is, the good news is what we can do is okay. we can. I'm over it. We can re- we can release this maybe on Monday and re-record two of Max's ads. No, I mean, we can. Let me see if there's any crossover. None. Zero. That's funnier. That's so funny. Well, we're going to remove the ads and I'll just tell the people, hey guys, I just basically read five live ad reads throughout this episode and Ben and I, it was like watching, you know, Kobe and Shaq just crushing it with this amazing duo ad reads. And we realized I was reading them for the wrong show. So you didn't get to hear any of them. It's sad. And... Kobe and Shaq is a good comparison. I think it was really like watching ping pong on ESPN. You know, when you watch those incredible ping pong players back and forth, back and forth. It was a sight to behold. Unfortunately, you'll never see it. So (laughs) who is what? That's that. (laughs) What's your what are you nuts moment? Except what I just did, which is my what are you nuts moment? Yeah, that was a pretty good what are you nuts. Mine was, I was on a plane. I didn't tell this story last week, right? About the old woman almost dying on the plane. Did you? I thought, I think maybe you just told me about it. I don't, th- go I, don't on. I, I don't think I told, I don't think I told it on the podcast. I think I may have mentioned it on Instagram, but let me elaborate. So sitting on the plane, I'm going to sit up for this one because I have, it's, there's a bit of acting involved, yes. but I need to keep the microphone close. Sitting on a flight, look to my right. We're about to take off, coming to California to visit the great Josh Peck. Record some episodes of Good Guys. Make Pickle, which by the way, not to digress, Clawson Pickles, Sprit Society, collab of the frickin' century came out or comes out next week, which would be last week. We're living in this weird whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> but unbelievable collab. Clawson. It's probably it's probably sold out by this it time. Is. But if it isn't. I just got word if from it our future selves. We did it. But if it isn't sold out, you can go to spritzsociety.com slash Clawson Pickles and shop our limited edition pickle spritz that literally tastes like a pickle back and it's unfreaking believable. There's actually so a couple left. Napa. There could be. Oh, there's few? There's a few? Okay. The good news is there's um, a couple left, so go to the website now. Yeah, go to the website now. And so I'm on my way to, to Napa to do that, record Good Guys with Josh, and looks like we're going to take off on time. I'm so excited. All of a sudden... The woman in the window, I'm in the aisle. Elderly woman, probably 85 years old, just see her go like this. And for those of you not on video, I fainted straight into my microphone. Her head just fell straight forward and hit right into the TV in front of her. And I thought she was dead. Uh, Called over, uh, medics come, they see her, she wakes up, she's fine. They asked her, Like what, maybe did she skip breakfast this morning? What's going on? Very sadly, she has Parkinson's, took her medication this morning on an empty stomach. Mm. She didn't have breakfast that morning. And I guess that this is more of a sad story than a true, what are you nuts? Because I feel bad now blaming her husband. That said, what are you nuts? Make sure your wife with Parkinson's has breakfast. But perhaps it's too harsh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Going after the caretaker for a terminally ill person. Cool. That was your episode of Good Guys. You should have given us zero stars and report us to the police. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Do you have a what are you nuts? 
Any anything more uplifting? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have nothing to uplift the rest of this episode. And my what are you nuts was Jonah Hill. And again, shout out Jonah Hill. I take it all back if you ever want to work together. You're very talented. And now your new What Are You Nuts is me making fun of the caretaker of a woman with Parkinson's. So I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. Yes. It was in bad taste. My What Are You Nuts was originally Jonah Hill, but now it's you. And, and I couldn't be happier. Most importantly, when I see you in New York, and by that I mean I just saw you in New York. Hey, <laughs> are we going to Carbone, baby? We already went. It was great. <laughs> shout out Carbone. Oh, and shout out United uh, Airlines, who hopefully will become a partner of this podcast and hopefully be sending me to the premiere of Oppenheimer that hopefully happened unless it got canceled. They already did. It was great. I just want to say thank you, United. And last week was incredible, Ben. I'll never forget it. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends about this fucking unhinged ass podcast. <laughs> Who listens to this? I, I hope we all make you feel better about yourselves because you can't be as nuts as us. No. Anything else, Ben? No, I think that's it. I'd tell you to give us five stars, but we deserve seven. <laughs> give us seven. Find a way. Recommend it to a friend. Unhinged is the perfect word. Look, we're just out here having fun. These are real tears. We're this is fantastic. What what more could you want? What more could you want? Don't answer that question. If you want more, I don't want to hear it. Ben's got to get going home now, so he's going to get on a fake phone call and stare up at the sky. Goodbye. <laughs> Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.